Hello and welcome to this week's AP podcast with myself, Nathan Homewood, and say hello, Melanie Rogers. Hi guys, how are we all this week? Hope everybody is keeping safe and well. So this week's theme for CPD has been all about embedding English and maths. So what I would like to do on this podcast, Mel, is talk about embedding technology. So we're going to stay with embedding and you know I love to put you on the spot. So we're going to talk yeah. about embedding <laughs> technology into lessons today. Okay, we'll give it a go. So in my spare time, I've been reading um, quite a lot. I've been on the TES uh, and other websites. Teach it. There's a there's a website called Our Story, and it's all about teachers, and they uh, put blogs on about how they're getting on during COVID. And I read this quote. I'm going to read it. Read it now, uh, so you so you get a little feel. It's all about kind of 21st century skills and how teachers have. You know, we just got a, technology being a huge part during COVID. So if I just read this little paragraph today, teachers cannot be sticking to conventional methods of teaching, but they need to be more tech savvy and well versed with making optimum use of technology to broaden the students horizons this is the reason constant upgrading of knowledge is essential for teachers as well so they can stay in step or ahead of the times and curve so it's all about really kind of moving on to the next step so we're just you know Covid's been really good, I think, for our teachers and embedding technology and new platforms into their lesson. And what I've been reading about is these other teachers who are now saying this is essential moving on from Covid. So after Covid, we don't drop the technology and we continue to go with the upward curve. What's, what's, what's your thoughts about that, Mel? Well, I certainly think, I mean, you mentioned earlier about 21st century skills, and I I certainly think that the world of work that our students will now be entering into is going to feature a lot more um, technology advancements, flexible working, video conferencing as standard um, in a lot of industries now, actually, because uh, I think possibly gone are the days where you would have to travel halfway up the country to go and have that really important meeting. Um, when over this year it's been proven that those types of meetings can take place uh, via video conferencing. You know, even our government are using that now in in the Commons. Um, so I do think the world of work is has changed because of the situation this year, and therefore we do need to adapt and ensure that we're preparing our students appropriately um, for the experience they're going to have when they enter the workplace. Um, So I think when you talk about broadening horizons, it's about making sure that those students have those skills, those technological skills to um, be competitive when they go to job interviews um, and to be able to kind of access that that type of technology fluently um, to give them that edge, really. Yeah, so what... So what I was thinking about is what is a good way to explain how we can transform the classroom? Because when we say about embedding technology, a lot of people just think, okay, I can put a Kahoot in the in the classroom or I can try a Slido. But what about like the physical means of how we can transform the classroom? 
Um, just for an example, I know construction are going to trial out the use of iPads for their students. So finally, the college is, you know, moving on to. We are a Microsoft college, but using some Apple products. So that's quite nice because I'm sure 70% of us have an iPhone. That's a random statistic. So I've just plucked out the air, but a lot of us use. Uh, a lot of us use. Yeah, fact yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not a fact. That's a, just a stat I've just made up. But a lot of us use iPads and iPhones on a day-to-day basis, and I know a lot of companies do. So the college is trialing these iPads, but what other physical ways can we embed technology into our classroom? So that's quite a tricky one, Mel. Have you got any ideas how we can change our classroom so it doesn't look traditional? Well, one of the things that... I don't know whether this kind of fits into a category or not. One of the things that has been starting to kind of uh, permeate through the college is the use of HD webcams. So I know the observation team are using them for a practical sense so that we can do kind of live streaming of lessons that are taking place physically without endangering anyone by bursting bubbles and things like that. Um, But they have a practical application as well in the classroom. So if you are a um, practical subject Um, under social distancing um, regulations, being able to move a webcam around the room to display on a TV you might have or on the board, um, a kind of live stream of something that's happening on the opposite side of the workshop um, for the students to be able to see, or if you are in a hair and beauty salon, um, for example, same thing applies, being able to show something that's going on on the other side of the room to the other students is quite a good way of still making sure that the students are getting that kind of holistic experience with each other. Um, I know Art have done some fab things on their Zoom lessons as well with using webcams um, where they're uh, pointing that webcam down at some kind of detailed work um, that they're completing. So there are kind of pockets of um, the use of webcams across the college. There are some good examples of hybrid lessons going on as well, um, where the physical classroom does start to look a bit different because you've got half the students in the class on Zoom and half the students in the class in the physical classroom. Um, And then strategies are being developed to link up those two groups of students and utilise Zoom projected on the board with webcams um, to kind of create a hybrid lesson across a sort of online and physical classroom environment so i think uh physical stuff webcams is definitely a move in a different direction yeah i also think um what i was thinking about the other day uh, quite a lot of people love reading hardback books and having the physical copy of having books in our in your hands but for this new generation of student coming in not a lot of students read books so I was, I was thinking the other day how I could promote this in my lesson now we, we're talking about iPads and laptops and webcams and all this stuff Kindle doesn't get much of a mention does it? <laughs> old school now yeah so it's it's a bit like could could I use a way to embed Kindles or get the students to download Kindles because um, with the Kindle app, I think student because they use an education password, so they get discount. I know they definitely do on Amazon, so you can get Amazon books and stuff. So it's just like 
taking traditional methods and trying to find a, an up-to-date way in which a student would utilise that. Yeah, I mean, actually, now you've just said that, one of the things that Performing Arts did this year was go kind of whole scale into a, a free platform called eBooks. Um, and that's kind of where you can make your own um, online books and create an online library um, of up to about 40 books. Um, so we've we've created obviously our um, student handbook and our uh, project books for each of the projects that we cover under the UAL qualification. We've also then created kind of subject specific terminology books and glossary books, um, a book to support theory practice. So they've got a kind of online library that they access. Um, and you, what's quite nice about that as well is whilst it's a digital book in the same way Kindle is, you can actually embed links and things as well so you can put all your extended reading and viewing in there, um, which has proved really, really helpful to support the students' contextual understanding this year. Um, so that's something that we've kind of picked up, sort of bouncing off what you've said about um, supporting that, that reading. That's, that's really interesting. So we've, we've spoken about embedding technology and that kind of moves us on to 21st century skills. And in this article I was reading, they broke it down into the, they call it the four C's. What are the four C's what students need? So the, the first one's communication. The second one's creativity. The third one is critical thinking. And the fourth one, this is quite an interesting one. And I think this is... I'll say it and then we'll discuss it. It's collaborative spirit among students. Among students. A collaborative spirit among students. So getting the students to collab virtually. And I think that's quite an interesting one because um, I'm just thinking back to some of the lessons I've seen on Zoom. And how do the students collab on Zoom? Or how do they interact with other peers on Zoom? So they're the, they're the big four C's. Um, is there any any one of them C's would really stick out for you Mel that like is I know they're all crucial for teaching but one that you you think you've done quite well at so far this year so communication creativity critical thinking and then collaborative work um <clears throat> well I might take it in a slightly different direction and sort of say that um I from what we've seen I guess most people have been um, concerned with how they remain creative and collaborative in an online space when they're developing their lessons for the students. Um, and one of the things that I've been a massive advocate of and actually worked really well for me last year, so this is pre-COVID scenario, was the use of OneDrive effectively um, for collaboration and a shared space. Obviously we are a Microsoft college and in the world of work it's likely that most students will be entering into a Apple, Google um, or Microsoft environment and so it's good that they're learning those um, technical skills um, but you've got things like uh, setting up an umbrella OneDrive folder and then getting all the students to create their own folder within that. Um, and then uploading and creating their work in real time within that folder that is something that you own um, sort of becomes a digital version of your old um, A4 ring binder um, where the students would add the work because you have access to that work at all times. You can see them working live. 
Um, they can work on collaborative documents together. So some of you who have been in my CPD sessions will know I use this tool quite a lot, um, sharing a document with multiple people so they can all work on it at the same time. You can also share read-only versions of things so that the students have to download a copy to complete and add to their folder. Um, I think we've had a lot of staff using things like Nearpod to increase the creativity and adapt their the PowerPoints that they've had in the past into something a little bit more engaging and activity driven. Um, so I think there are ways that you can kind of build in those 21st century skills into what we were discussing before with the with the ILT and the use of technology in the classroom. Um, and get something which is is kind of new practice for a lot of people. Well, um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of round up in a in a in a minute. But it's what I would like to do is carry on this Mid Kent journey of embedding technology past COVID and into you know twenty twenty one and so on. Um, there's a couple of great ways to connect the students to learning in new ways. And we would love if there's a member of staff who is currently doing this to come on the podcast and speak about their experience. So, you know, the big things at the minute is uh, gamification. So learning through gaming. I think that's a huge industry. Esports is taken off and there's a lot of um, players who learn online and do it through games. And the other one, what's not spoken about, it had a big big drive probably last year and the year before was the virtual learning environment so at college we do have vr headsets and and stuff so if you are a member of staff and you're interested in using them sort of tools or you are using them tools and you want to come on the podcast and talk about it that'd be absolutely fantastic because you want to you know today was a little introduction about embedding technology but we do want to take this further and delve a little bit deeper what do you think mel yeah, I completely agree. And actually, off the back of what you've just said, we've missed one key thing that we've used a lot this year in terms of gamification. So if you want a simple introduction to gamification where you're supported in developing something, then actually, uh, genially, that a lot of people, especially English English, have taken on board to use the presentations, um, has its own kind of gamification templates. So that might be a nice kind of way in to developing something along those lines for the students. Yeah, that's that's really good actually. Yeah, that's a good good idea to go and try. If you do need help with Gina Lee, please contact the AP team. We can find out more on the AP website. Um, I think we're going to round up now, Mel. Yep. So let's say to our lovely viewers thank you for joining us please uh if you want to know more about embedding technology get hold of the ap team if you do want to join us on the podcast and talk about how you've embedded technology during coronavirus that would be fantastic so email one of the team mel anything you want to say to the lovely viewers listening um we are not paid for any affiliate links um we are just talking about our own experience so any companies or brands that we have mentioned um we are not getting sponsored by them they are just things we have found useful i should probably say that oh wow that's a good disclaimer (laughs) yeah there are other brands available absolutely (laughs) on that note enjoy your friday and we will see you soon at a distance everybody